And hello again, everybody, to another episode of the Cerebral Fit Podcast. I'm your host, James Reese. And I believe this is episode 12 of the podcast, which my record is trying to break 13, per Audrey Morris and his book, uh, saying that 13 is a magic number of that you have to beat as a podcaster. So I'm almost there. <laughs> Hope everyone's having a good day today. It is... Um, August 13th, 2018, um, recording this here in the evening time of, once again here in Lubbock, Texas, uh, it's, uh, well, it's the middle of August, near that midpoint, which usually means back to school, and so that's exactly what it was this week, uh, a lot of people that I know getting ready for school, whether it be in good old Hobbs, New Mexico, or Lubbock, Texas, just getting ready to send their kids off back wherever they're going. Pre-K, elementary, junior high, high school, college, all that. So for all those listening, and if you are a youngster, get ready for another year of school. Goes by quick, believe me. <laughs> well, I know last week the episode was a bit more on the, well, it was a bit all over the place emotionally, I think, uh, it being the episode, the hour after I left TSA, so I was definitely flabbergasted, I am not going to try and run away from that and say that I wasn't all, you know, oh, you know, a, a bit um, thrown off by that, I was, I won't run away from that, I'm not going to hide behind that, and, um, you know, that was an interesting week, you know, you don't walk away from something nine years in the, you know, that's been a part of your life for nine years and just, you know, oh, yeah, joy, joy. No, nah, it was, um, it was an interesting feeling that, that day. And it continued on for a few days afterwards. And, I mean, it was what it was. You know, a big time learning experience. I mean, yeah, I've done it before, but this time it was different. It was very much different. And so... You know, it it came and went, but I'm still here. Definitely a learning experience, and it really set the tone for the rest of the week. And, well, I mean, I'll get to that here in a bit, but unlike last week, I did not do a What's On My Mind segment. And I think this week would be a good restarting point for that, so... Here we go. What exactly is on my mind? And as the segment goes, is exactly what it is. What is on my mind? Other than what podcast is about. Well, I guess first things first. I mean, it being, you know, August 13th. The news that awoke me today that really kind of jolted me was the death of uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Uh, I've been over this once again. I'm a huge professional wrestling fan, so... Um, you know, that, that seeing that news, especially as of late, you know, this year for in general, if you're a professional wrestling fan, my word, I mean, you just, we're just, you know, as a, as a fan base and the industry as a whole is losing people left and right. Uh, Jim, the Anvil Neidhart, one half of the legendary WWE tag team, the Hart Foundation, along with WWE Hall of Famer, Brett, the Hitman Hart, they were pretty big in the 1980s like the late 1980s they made their wrestlemania debut in wrestlemania 2 and they believe that they wrestled all the way to about wrestlemania 7 so that tells you how long they were around 
and Jim the Anvil Neidhart, um, based off my knowledge, former football player, shock put, very, very uh, big personality. And I was talking with my roommate about this earlier, how, you know, he set himself apart from a lot of the other wrestlers in the 1980s. Now, going back to the professional wrestling landscape of the 1980s, I mean, you got the who's who of wrestlers back then between Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake Roberts, the Junkyard Dog, and so on. And I'm just really sticking with the WWF at this point, or otherwise known as the WWE. But, you know, you really, especially in that industry, you have to create a character alter ego you just have to stand out and jim neidhart did that um his signature look of course was that goatee of his and just that you know that manacle well let me rephrase that maniacal laugh that he had and guy was just a freaking bulldozer and just um you know the the yang to bret hart's yin because bret hart his tag team partner was very for the most part, he had a bit of charisma to him, but definitely the stoic type compared to Jim, the Anvil Nightheart's just bombastic, you know, personality. So definitely that was uh, some sad news to hear this morning. Um, I've actually crossed paths with his daughter, Natalia Nightheart, who herself is actually establishing quite the professional wrestling career in the WWE at the moment. Um, you know, one of the things that when you work for TSA for nine years, you really do cross paths with a lot of different and interesting people, uh, professional wrestlers being a part of that category. And so me being the huge fan I am about at least two to three times a year, I, I got to talk to these individuals and Natalia Neidhart was one of them. And she was such a sweetheart, very, very kind, um, you know, as uh, I can imagine, if you're someone who is in the public spotlight, going through a TSA checkpoint is probably not the most fun situation to be in, considering you got the fanboys out there with their merchandise just waiting for you, kind of just treating you that you know, like if you're not a human being. And you know, going through security, it's it's not fun. I mean, I don't think I've ever met a person that was like, I really enjoy going through TSA. I uh, don't think that happened once, but. You know, when I got to meet Natalia, she was very, very kind to me. We talked for a little bit. And the way that I kind of look at that is, is, you know, that's pretty indicative of the person that raised her, you know, her father and her mother. And, you know, that's that's just a shame that, you know, he, you know, uh, the Anvil Neidhart, 63 years old. I mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty young, folks. And I know that at times, it can be kind of a cliche saying to say, especially with celebrities or anybody for that general. But you know, we've come this far as a as a uh, species, human species, that you know, living living to your seventies and eighties and nineties is is a very realistic possibility. And passing away, at, you know, at sixty is now considered to be too young. And you know, I definitely agree with that notion. So, of course, when I read, you know, see the news of anybody that, you know, that passes away at that age, you know, it's it's becoming more commonplace to think, damn, you know, too young. Which, in this case, like many other cases, it is too young. So, you know, that, that guy will be missed. 
Uh, I've been watching a lot of the old WWF slash WWE pay-per-views from 1988 to 89 recently. I actually just got finished uh, watching one, started another, but, you know, what can you say? It's it's life, and uh, we're all going to come and go, but, you know, while we're still here, let's just take the time to enjoy it while we can. So, in other news... Um, Facebook kindly reminded me today that my dog Tara and I have been in little, we've been friends for two years. Yes, uh, two years ago I adopted Tara here in Lubbock from a organization by the name of Dusty Puddles. They specialize in small dogs, uh, in particular Dotsons, and uh, just one day decided to go adopt a dog. I... You know, it was nearby, saw an ad on Facebook, whatever, you know, and went and Tara was one of the first ones that I saw. She was really calm, just, you know, she had a very unique look to her, being a doxy, meaning she's a beagle Dotson mix, and I just, uh, it was love at first sight, if you will, probably the first time I've ever had that, <laughs> but uh, I asked uh, if I could hang out with her for a little bit, we did, and we got along famously, and here we are two years later. You know, we got, uh, I adopted Charlotte, the other rescue, back in December of that same year, 2016. And it's definitely been an adventure. I'd be lying if I said it hasn't. You know, um, the rescue thing very much is, uh, was a big eye-opener for me in that, like human beings, dogs, cats, animals, whatever, especially the domesticated kind, they have their origin stories too, especially rescues. And Tara is no different from that. She was rescued out of Abilene. I want to say, if I remember correctly, they told me that the previous owner just couldn't take care of her. And there's a lot to that statement. Um, Tara is a very, she's very timid. Um, that's probably an understatement too. She's very timid. She's someone that uh, is very shy. You have to work your way to get to know her. She is not the type of dog that you just run up to and just hug or grab because she will, she will get defensive. And um, you know, I have to, I have to warn people with them, with her. You know that uh, she is not the type. Now Charlotte, on the other hand, is very, very friendly. Um, she came from. I believe Slayton, yes, Slayton, Texas. She was found on the streets in Slayton, was actually going to be put to sleep uh, before her rescue organization found her. And I was actually trying to figure out if Charlotte's rescue organization was still around because I'd still like to kind of report updates to them. I know when I got Charlotte, that the elderly couple that ran the organization were really running into some hard times. And, I mean, I hope everything went better for them. Uh, you know, you, you kind of expect the worst in that situation based off what the information they told me about it. Uh, but, you know, it's just uh, kind of going back to the whole scheme of things with, with Tara and Charlotte. But, you know, getting both of them really has been such a blessing into my life and uh, I just can't imagine my life without either of them. A lot of what I do um, de decision wise um, you know involves those two so 
needless to say, it's been a good two years with those two little friends of mine and looking forward to the room to the next years coming up with both of them so what else do i have on my mind uh, a lot of local news i mean i guess for those who are you know hearing this i'm not too sure where you're hearing it from but um uh, I mean, you just, it's Lubbock, Texas. There really isn't too much going on aside from local car dealers ripping off the Ford Motor Company, that type of thing. For those who kind of kept an ear to the ground here in Lubbock, Texas, you know, we kind of saw that coming, which, you know, considering my past and my training, you know, I'm not shocked by it. But it was definitely an interesting week in that aspect. And. I mean, there's no telling what's going to happen with the remainder of the year. I mean, 2018 has already been a hell of a year, so. Uh, on the national front, Space Force, once that push was really put out there. And that's all I really got to say about that, because, wow. Say it with me, Space Force. And I think that's a good segue into the third and final segment of the podcast, y'all. So here we are back to the main event of this week's podcast. And all things considering the notion and idea of last week's episode was just me dealing with the aftermath of leaving a job that I've had for nine years and change. That was a part of my life. And obviously you could hear and feel the bittersweet attitude that I had about it. Of course, after the stop button was pushed, the recording stopped, it still processed. For better or worse, it did. More so for the better. And, you know, there there's a lot of moments that happened afterwards where once it finally sunk in, that I realized even more so than ever before how much was at stake and what exactly I had I guess mm, everything was out on the table in front of me in a very you know analytical point of view we'll go that way and so Considering that when that was off my shoulders that I no longer was a government employee, no longer a TSA employee, and just strictly a personal trainer, you start to get into that mindset. You still, you, you feel a bit more relaxed. You feel a bit more um, like, okay, now the true side of me can come out, which to kind of go off this, and for those that um, watched the television series Firefly. It only lasted one season, but the main character, Captain Malcolm Reynolds, there was an episode where Mal was in some pretty deep crap and was in a scenario where he was pretty much almost no win, guaranteed to die, you know the drill. And he went on this small little diatribe about having sides to himself and 
I won't go into the gist of it. I wish I could play a clip, but we're not quite there yet on this podcast. However, I got a lot from what he said about we have sides to ourselves, and I'm no different from that. I truly believe that when I say that I def- definitely have various sides to myself, that it's just the, you know, I have a competitive side, I have a emotional side, I have a angry side, you know what I mean? And we all do. And with what y'all heard last week, that was definitely more of my human side, for the most part, in terms of it's in regards to being emotional you know, on that level. But now that I'm out of that business and now into something that I'm truly been working hard at, now we're going to see a side of myself that I really haven't, you know, I guess let out. And as you can t- probably tell from the title of the podcast this week, concept of reinvention has come up. And in the business, specifically the fitness industry, you are a walking billboard. You have to look the part, act the part, be the part. And for the longest time, yeah, I've definitely, with the work I've put in, in the gym, into my health, into my, you know, just well-being, I certainly acted the part and looked the part, but now I have to turn the volume up on that. And so that was something that I meditated on this last week and even more so now. You know, it's about presentation. It's about, you know, because, you know, while I am helping people pursue their goals when it comes to their health and wellness, this is still business. And in order to make money in a business, you have to be presentable. You have to, you know, sell a product. And that product is me and my knowledge. And so that is something that, you know, obviously I couldn't do as a TSA screener. And now as a personal trainer, that is one of the top priorities. So, you know, you, luckily for me, I got a good group of people that I have surrounded myself with throughout my life especially the past few years, who have journeyed down that business industry. Um, My mentor, Kelsey, being one of them. My roommate, Terrence, being the other. Uh, I got a friend of mine who also has a podcast out there by the name of Sneaky Bands. Uh, Midnight Gustavo Geechee. He's also um, very knowledgeable in the business arena, especially marketing. So... I've definitely have been talking their ears off about, you know, all sorts of stuff business related. And it's quite fascinating. No no BS on that. It's really fascinating, especially from a psychological and sociological level. That's where my my education and training comes into play. So I've really been doing some digging, you know, into not just myself, but, you know, other business methodologies out there and I'm liking what I'm finding. I'm really liking my interest and how it's growing more and more into this and it just feels like a natural progression. And so, you know, for those that break bread out with me 
outside of this podcast, you know, I can definitely say that there will, you're going to notice some changes with me in terms of my speaking, my presentation, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a new ball game. It's a very new ball game. And for an introvert like me, it's going to be an interesting ball game. A very interesting one. Because this is definitely a world, uh, the fitness industry, if you will, that is certainly driven by a lot of extrovert, extroverted people. Not saying that I don't stand a chance in this, because I absolutely do stand a chance in this, but I have to draw from that introversion as well and make it work and use it to my advantage. You have to, I have to you know, I got to create this niche for myself that enables me to stand side by side and even get ahead of these other trainers and be on top of my game, which appeals to that competitive side of me that I do have. I very much have a competitive side. You know, those of you who have played Halo against me know that. Those of you who have played the game Cranium with me know that. Those of you who have played, you know, I can go on and on but you know that I'm a competitive person and I'm not going to make any apologies about that. That's just who I am. That's a part of just what it's my DNA. And I can't apologize for that. You know, that's why I'm interested in guys like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, you know, other athletes, LeBron James. I've mentioned, I've talked about him before, but I just love competition. Um, it's one of the things that drives me, you know, so that is something that I'm going to have to tap into more so than ever before. And I'm certainly looking forward to it. And I think kind of what I'm trying to say with the rest of y'all who are listening, and if you are, thank you. But you need to do the same thing as well. I think in order to be good, much less great at what you do, you have to type into that competitive side, whether you're competing against the man or woman in the mirror that you see daily, or the man or woman that's standing in front of you, beside you. I think competition is a good thing. A very good thing. Um, now, at times, of course, you know, we can, <laughs> you can ma- there will be those out there who make the argument that it can be too much of a good thing, can be very much a bad thing, but, you know, hey, but that's anything in life, right? Anything in life. I mean, I can, you know, drink too much water. I can definitely eat too much healthy food. But... I'm certainly very much aware of what I have to do to be successful as a personal trainer and as someone who aspires to be different and setting himself apart from everybody else. And I'm up for that. I am definitely up for that. Without question. Without question. So... I really think I'm going to cut it short at that. I think we got the gist of what I'm trying to say here. Um, I guess a few things that I want to mention before I go. I know that, um, you know, I definitely got some fellow podcasters out there. Love to, you should go show them some love, the Sneaky Bands podcast. Um, They've produced some really good shows, really interesting shows. Their last episode, they had an individual on there who's serving in the military. I thought that was a really interesting show. A lot of good questions and insights, especially uh, regarding that, come from a military family. So that a lot of the questions and answers I thought were were pretty were pretty fascinating. Not gonna lie. Uh, I got my friends over at the Antisocial Podcast. They're on YouTube. 
check them out. They got a lot of pretty fun and interesting episodes as well. Um, I have been made aware through the Anchor app that I can uh, now accept donations. I guess it's kind of like uh, Patreon. I do have a Patreon account. I haven't fully set it up yet, but I believe that Anchor FM has gone that direction too. Um, you know, getting money would be nice, but I would like to earn that money. So I will figure, I will look more into it to figure out what exactly I have to do to get that. Um, I'm really big. I, I like, I like earning money. I don't, I mean, yeah, sure. It's free money, whatever. But, uh, the way that I look at it, if you're, you know, I'm moving into an industry, right? Let me correct myself. I'm in an industry where I have to earn my money more so than ever before. So, um, I will definitely look more into what anchor is, how that's going to work out. Um, I certainly would love to work for that money. I have a few ideals on how, and once I get that figured out and cleared up with anchor on what I need to do to do that, I'll let y'all know. Because um, this is a podcast that we are building together, my audience and myself. I could not, and don't really, I mean, there's no point in doing this if I don't have an audience. So, once again, thank you all for those who have been listening consistently. Um, try and get the podcast out there. I really, really want this to, you know, it's it's a it's a nice way of of practicing socializing, if you will and getting myself out there and there you know it's it's all about the mission at hand the end game as i like to call it so needless to say i hope uh y'all enjoyed this week's episode um i say this week like i'm might do another one this week just depending on how the schedule goes over at work we're going to be swamped tomorrow and for the rest of the week but that's a good thing right so hope everyone's having a good week having a good day, take care of yourselves, take care of others, contribute, uh, big shout out to my friend, oh, Tyler doing his thing in Georgia, you know who you are, you know what you're doing, hope everything's going well with that, shout out to my peeps over in Hobbs, getting ready for school, uh, as they, you know, winter is coming is a popular saying, but, uh, so is school, so, Definitely get ready for that. I know y'all will be. Uh, to my peeps here in Texas, uh, well, let's keep rocking it out here in West Texas. So, needless to say, take care, contribute, and Ruiz out.